Welcome to The Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Cherie, and today we are discussing Chapter 37, Fortune in Men's Eyes, aka the one where Archie is in a 50s prison musical, but also Shawshank Redemption. Just a note before we jump into the episode, my notes will be slightly different than the last two seasons because I have some big news. Big huge big news I am pregnant with twins <laughs> so yeah there are two teeny tiny babies inside of me and that is exhausting so I do solemnly swear not to name them Juniper and Dagwood <laughs> you have my word um, adventure scouts honor but as it turns out creating two humans from scratch is like really tiring and I still have to raise like that first kid I had. (laughs) So um, yeah, whose bright idea was that? I mean, every woman should get a paid vacation from life to like a beautiful resort the second the stick turns pink and not have to return until the baby is like at least six months old and sleeping through the night because holy shit, it is hard to carry on like a full life while making a baby, let alone making two babies. So you'll also hear me get kind of out of breath because even though I'm, I'm not super duper far along, I'm running out of room in my torso and I just don't have the ability to like breathe normally anymore. So sorry for you. <laughs> um, I am not due until the spring. So we should be able to have regular podcast episodes right up until April. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do the season finale. It all just kind of depends on like how this whole having two babies at once thing works out. Um, A lot of times twins have to come earlier than singleton babies. So it's going to be a whole thing with Jean, you guys. So I apologize if episodes are not as on time and if I have to bail on the last Um, month or so of the show I just I will do everything I can but I am one person so (laughs) um anyway yeah enough about me on to Archie so literally in his first five minutes of juvie Archie gets an offer to be in the detention center's music program like and I know it's supposed to be sinister and we're supposed to be like very suspicious of the warden but of course he gets an offer like he gets pulled out of line after just getting like deloused um that boy that boy does not know how privileged he is my next note is just hot dads of Riverdale convene at pops hell yeah they did um we go to the cooper house where we learn that betty's seizure was probably stress induced but who knows dr patel sure as hell doesn't know um she wants to know what the hell happened to those floating babies and they're like Polly and Alice are like, what are you talking about? They're fine. They're upstairs napping. We learned that Dilton is dead and Betty and Jug had kindled their romance over investigating strange deaths. So sweet. So romantic. Isn't that what every girl dreams of in their high school romance? Cheryl has decided to step up to be student body presidents. 
to be student body president because of course she is and Veronica's pissed. Um, Archie's cellmate is named Mad Dog because it's a whole prison thing. Of course his name is Mad Dog and this whole prison plot line, Juvie plot line, it's very weird. And then my next note is just Joaquin! <laughs> yes! Joaquin is back. Those beautiful, beautiful Rob Rocco eyes. Oh, And oh shit, prison made Joaquin cray. He wants Archie to shiv a ghoulie to prove that he's a serpent. And it's, you know, FP and Jughead did all this prep work to make sure that Archie would be able to sit with the serpents and blah, 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 blah. But unfortunately for him, Joaquin is there and he's like, yeah, no, he's not a real serpent. He, uh, he's a total goody two-shoes. So why don't you take this spoon shiv that I made and go shiv a ghoulie and prove that you're a serpent. But our good boy Archie says, I'm not going to do that. And you know what? I'm proud of him. We learned that Dr. Curdle, the very creepy, um, not coroner, but autopsy doctor. I don't know. There's probably a better name for that. Um, we learned that he passed away, which is very sad, but just when you're like, oh no, who will haunt my dreams now? It's okay. His son is taking over the autopsy game and he's just as creepy. So we're good here. We learned that Dilton died by cyanide and fresh aid, total Jim Jones, Jonestown style. And then I hated this part. So young Dr. Curdle says that whatever they're facing here as they like observe the weird um, hieroglyphics that are carved onto Dilton's back, like in his flesh, he says that what they're facing basically this season is the true face of evil it's so much worse than jason blossom's murder and like even worse than the black hood he says to betty's face and that's her father but this whatever this is is the true face of evil you can't just keep saying that every season they say that every time what is it gonna be next next season like satan himself that's not how it works and then after that, we get Zzz, Riverdale. When we come back from, from commercial break, Jughead is in a dark room developing the pictures he took when they were in the morgue. And like, bro, why didn't you just use your iPhone? It is 2018. Half of what you people do is like on Instagram and shit. Remember the whole sticky maple thing on Instagram? And he used like an actual for realsies old-timey camera that has to have the pictures developed in a dark room that's insane but I mean I guess it made for a good set or whatever uh the ghoulies beat up Archie and take his shoes because that's what they're into our shoes for some reason but uh they say not to touch that pretty face and thank you thank you gentlemen thank you for not touching his gorgeous face Veronica is wearing uh, more from her Brady Bunch collection this episode. So gross. I hate... Like, she either looks fly as hell or she looks ridiculous. Like, Jan Brady in those, like, weird 1960s floral polyester shirts. Like, is she having to shop at Goodwill because her dad cut her off? Is that it? Is this what we're doing with her this season? Because I'm not a fan. Uh, We learned that drive-in Ben. His name is actually Ben Button, and I'm actually surprised that his last name isn't beverage or popcorn or concession. 
We also meet Evelyn Evernever. Oh, and I also have a cult, so yeah, my voice is not going to make it through this whole thing. Uh, Kevin, like, kiss attacks Moose, but uh-oh, Moose's dad is down the hall because he's going to be the new ROTC teacher. Very interesting. Later at Pops, Cheryl has, like, a new crew of minions, which is fun. We haven't seen that since season one. And Veronica, like, tells her to get out. And Cheryl's like, you can't kick somebody out for being better looking than you. And I just loved it. Uh, Cheryl has watched Making a Murderer before. So she knows about the Innocence Project. So she, like, lays that on Veronica and is like, why don't you use your time for good and get Archie out of jail with the Innocence the Innocence Project, eh, but I'm not getting here. I'm going to go to TGI Thursdays. Where is this TGI Thursdays you speak of? We all know Pops is the only restaurant in Riverdale. Come on. Uh, Nancy Drew and Jughead visit Ben in the hospital, um, or at least they visit his mom because he's in a coma. There's like a Blair Witch talisman hanging on the door, and... His mom says that a girl was here earlier. She had a bow in her hair. So obviously it's Ethel. And then before they can leave, Sheriff Minetta walks in. And as he's like shaking down Betty and Jughead for, you know, putting their nose where it doesn't belong. Another um, one of his like deputies comes up and says that there is a missing kid from Dilton Doily's Adventure Scout troop. So, uh oh, hide your kids, people. Veronica has decided to open a chapter of the Innocence Project in Riverdale. Cool, cool. Um, she gets her mother's support. Benny and Jughead visit Ethel. She is very cryptic. She says she was dating Ben all summer, that they had a bunker. And you know, how very Grease two of them. I love it. Do it for your country. It's, look, Grease two gets shit on a lot, but you know what? It has some, it has a few moments. It has some gems. I don't hate it. Archie and Mad Dog bond, sort of. Um, FP and Alice flip out on Betty and Jughead for going to Ben's hospital room. As if they didn't help Alice hide a body like six months ago. Like, back off, bitch. We're not dealing with normal teenagers now. Alice says something about Betty's stress-induced seizures and Jughead didn't know about it. And it's fine. It's not going to cause a rift in their relationship. Reggie and Ronnie bring Archie new shoes. They're very bright, and this gives him an epiphany to make the prison yarn into a football game. The lead ghoulie says that he dropped out of school in the fourth grade to run drugs to help his Nana. Um, okay, that sounds made up, but sure. Um, and Archie's like, well, then you don't know about how awesome high school football is. Good lord. Uh, Mad Dog is on board, um, and MVP of the game wins Archie sneakers. But what if they don't fit, you know? Like, what if Archie's, like, a size 12, and the person who wins them are, like, a size 10? They're just gonna fall off all the time. Silly boys. They don't think about those things. Betty's in her room writing in her journal that, of course, Alice wants to burn. Um, Alice brings her some tea. She says it's just chamomile, but you know what, Betty? Don't drink it. I'm saying do not drink that tea. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. She tells Betty that she just wants her to be safe, so naturally, as soon as Alice leaves, she sneaks out to the Forbidden Forest where... They run into, like, the Gargoyle King, I guess. Anyway, it's really cute because, aw, being weird and investigating is Betty's happy place. And that's kind of sweet. Because, like, investigating something with Jughead is, that's, that's what they kindled their romance on to begin with. And I just, I don't know. I liked it. But then they run into the Gargoyle King thing. And uh, she's like, Jughead, do, 
do you, do you see that too? Am I hallucinating? No? Okay, run. Later it pops the uh, Betty and Jughead trade knowledge on runic symbols, as, you know, high school couples are known to do, and they review Dilton's map. Archie makes Veronica all horny with his football metaphors. Seriously, the look on her face looks like she... It, there's like a cloud bubble over her said over her head that just says sploosh like she is into it she is into this football game veronica decides to concede the presidency if cheryl will get the vixens to do a musical number at archie's jail cool cool moose continues to blow off kevin uh mad dog is facing the real life reality of the prison system which is a total bummer town in the daytime, Betty and Jughead find the hatch to Dilton's bunker, even though Ethel told them not to do it. It has to be at nighttime, so no one will find them. Anyway, they climb down in the bunker, and uh, they say that it's like the inside of a Philip K. Dick novel. Whatever this is, is something more insidious than suicide. Flashlight, flashlight, flashlight. Oh my god, I almost shit my pants. The missing adventure scout from earlier is hiding under the bed. Holy crap. That was terrifying. Then we get the football sequence, which is great. The vixens show up and do Jailhouse Rock. And it's all just lollipops and pom-poms until Hiram Lodge shows up. And then, fuck yes, Veronica. She tells him off, but it, it kind of blows up in her face because then Hiram sets off a fucking riot Archie gets in a few swings on some cops before getting his ass beat, and, you know, you just best watch yourself, Hiram. That's all I'm saying. And then he learns that Mad Dog died in the riot, but Mad Dog wasn't even in the riot, so I don't know. I don't like this one bit. Betty and Jughead confront Ethel about blowing them off and not telling anyone about the missing adventure scout, just as Ethel warns them to not talk to grown-ups about the Gargoyle King. Her eyes roll to the back of her head, and she starts to have the weirdest fucking seizure I've ever seen. And who happens to just be hanging out in the lodge but Evelyn Evernever, the weird girl from earlier. Um, daughter of Edgar Evernever, Alice's cult leader. So, hmm... I believe our theories about the cult and this whole gargoyle thing being connected might be true. Uh, Veronica puts on the worst disguise ever, like seriously, names herself Monica Posh. Girl, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it worked that you got into into see Archie, but yikes. Kevin decides to join the ROTC to be closer to Moose. Aw. And Archie's the new bad, the new mad dog. So, hmm, interesting. And then at the, um, the grownups, all the parents decide they gather in uh, Mayor Hermione Lodge's office to discuss Dilton and some weird pack that they all had in high school. And apparently the kids are in grave danger and they know what's going on. So that's interesting. Betty and Jughead are at the hospital with Ethel after her seizure. They they decide they need to investigate what's causing these seizures. They go in to check on Ben and he's sitting in his window and they're like, hey, hey, how about you get out of that window, buddy? And he's like, I'm going to join Dilton now. And they're like, no, 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 no. What about Princess Etheline? <laughs> and he's like, we can be we can be joined again. Dilton was afraid to ascend. 
I'm not. And then he just rolls out of that fucking window and oh my god, it was so disturbing. Betty does a great scream. Way to go, Lily Reinhardt. Um, yeah. Way creepy. Zzz, Riverdale. Alright, so for most Archie Comics moment, I'm guessing Jailhouse Rock, like, right? Or Veronica's Bad Disguise, that did look like it came right out of a comic book. But, um, probably Jailhouse Rock. Best Blossom Burn. It's totally when Veronica tries to kick Cheryl and her minions out of Pops, and Cheryl says, Why? You can't discriminate against someone for being better looking than you. Girl. Good. I just like seeing Betty with a flashlight again. It just feels right. I like it. Um, my bad for this episode. I'm already very tired of this prison plotline. I am over it. Funny. Um, the sheer number of times someone says something in passing that gives another character a bright idea. I found that to be hilarious. Like, I need someone out there to make a super cut of every time a recurring character says a word that makes a light bulb turn on over a main character. Because it happens, like at the end of every scene in this episode. It's nuts. Changes, if I were in the writer's room, one change that I would make. I would have liked to have seen Ben and LOL Princess Ethelene interact together. I think that would have been very interesting. I really would like to see that. For theories, did the parents play Gargoyles and Gremlins or whatever the hell the name of that game is? Did they live in Jonestown and not drink the Kool-Aid? easy haters. I know it was Flavor-Aid. Calm your tits. But like, what's the deal there? I'm very excited for the flashback episode. I think it's episode four of this season. Um, so we have one more to get through before that. I could be wrong. It could be next week's, but I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's episode four. Um, yeah. What's that about? What are the parents all conspiring about? For Sabrina News, one week till it's on Netflix, people. I cannot wait. I hope you cannot wait and are just sitting with bated breath for it to come on. Um, we're all very excited. For Skeet's Dad Graham Corner, so Madeline Patch, who we all know plays Cheryl. Um, sorry about my voice, guys. She uh, shared a still from the Jailhouse Rock number on Instagram with a caption. I said, Burr, it's getting cold in here. There must be some vixens in the atmosphere. New episode tonight, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, Ski's comment was, are, are you ready for this, guys? Are you ready? Cheers. Winky tongue emoji because they're, they're cheering. Get it? Cheers. Anyway. <laughs> it's literally something I can see my dad posting and then like almost having a heart attack as he laughs at his own cleverness. Like seriously. And with that, this, uh, terribly short and raspy episode, my voice cannot hang on any longer. So, uh, we will wrap up our second episode of season three. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Sharibi on Twitter and Instagram, and that's C-H-E-R-I-E-E-B-E-E. -E -E -E. C-H-E-R-I-E-E-B-E-E. -E -E -E. Both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can email us anytime at realhousewivesofriverdale at gmail.com. Also, if you are in Texas or the immediate Dallas area, um, shout out to listener Rissa for um, letting me know about this on on Twitter, but this weekend, uh, Lily Reinhardt and KJ Appa are going to be at Dallas Fan Days, 
So if you get a chance, you should go. I can't. There's just no way I can make it to Dallas on such short notice. My husband has to work. I have my kid. I'm like double pregnant. And Dallas is, it's quite a jog for me. Um, so anyway, until next week, kitties, don't drink the fresh aid. We'll make the winter springtime and jingle jangle sing time right on to the summer and the fall. So darling, don't be weeping and please don't you be sleeping when I come creeping down the hall to sing it loud.